Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is a trash can. Come on in. I am your favorite comedy internet bitch, Amber. And I'm Ben. Great. And we're just two grouchy Oscars trying to navigate our personal and actual garbage. We're here to share our stories of dating, parenting, and what happens when you record it all for the world to see. Ben, the analogies is, is this, the Grouch. It's a little Sesame Street nod. Yeah. You don't even like Sesame Street, though. It's it's good. I think it's good. Uh, Wilde was watching some Sesame Street, so I was inspired. Uh, even though I think Oscar the Grouch is a sort of inspired by like a grumpy taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also think it is, you could read into it as like a grouchy homeless person. Yes. Like a metaphor into a grouchy homeless person. I, I think the home, the grouchy homeless person analogy works a little bit better. And then also, even recently, Sesame Street was like, you know, Sesame Street has been a little bit more progressive in addressing some like real social ills, if you will. And I mean, maybe like a year or two ago, it was like Sesame Street reveals its first unhoused character. And everybody was like, well, just fuck Oscar then. Like, <laughs> he's... He he's been holding it down. He he checked that box. Like, well, I, so there there are just all these memes and stuff about like I'm sure Oscar's like interesting that that's our first person without a home on the cast because I I could have sworn I lived in a fucking garbage can. Yeah, it's a little strange to think. Oh, we need representation of unhoused people as if like that's what unhoused people really want. Yeah, they're like I don't want to be unhoused. How about you just give me a house? Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's you're right. That, that's shitty. I got we have these stickers because we record at Spotify, so yeah. I don't I don't know where to put it. I put I, it on my thigh. Yeah, I put it on my thigh, but I was like, wait, they're oh, one of the cameras uh, can can still see it. Yeah, so basically, so people know that we are part of the Spotify um, people, family and friends. Uh, I have to find a spot to put it. Maybe on my head. Just take it off. They know your name. Just take it off. Just just put it. It's it's literally on my thigh. Anyway, uh, before we get started with the show, as always, are you looking at me? I'm looking at you. As always, we want to thank those patrons out there. Those people that give $1, $2, $5 a month to just help us support and that, that support us and help us produce this show. We greatly appreciate you. Are you mocking me? No, I'm saying thank you, like centrally. You. I'm mouthing the words. Thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna get into um, some sensual internet things here in a minute, but we do thank you. Um, another special thanks to everybody who has watched the documentary "We're Pregnant and Other Lies," also found on the Patreon. So thank you for doing that. And if you would like to become a member of our Patreon, you can find the link in the show notes. Okay, at the bottom on YouTube or on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway. The first segment of our show is called Hashtag Influence because, you know, we're, we're creators on the Internet. So we like to we're, we're pretty behind on Internet trends sometimes. Also, we because we film the show early. So. And also we're busy making our own trends. Boom. Boom. You know what? Speaking of which, I think I'm going to be a new trendsetter. Do you know? I didn't write this on the outline, but do you know what my new trend is going to be? Goddess locks. 
No, no, no. I'm I'm old to those, but thank you. Do you like them? Are you yeah, they're them? gorgeous. I guess you're not the trendsetter for those. No, no, definitely not. I feel like Megan Good is and Megan Good and then Chloe and Halle Bailey are sort of really trailblazing. If you can think of any others, please, you know, let me know. <laughs> Put me on game. But those are the girls the girlies to look out for in the goddess lock game. But thank you. Do you like the goddess locks? Yeah, they look divine. Good, good answer. Okay, Ben, I have been I I am starting a slowly but surely a very auntie trend of tasting and eating lots of different sardines or canned fish in general. <laughs> Is that why there's like seven different sardine cans in our Amazon list? That would be correct. I Oof. bought them. Yeah. The other day, Ben was like, I'm sorry, who the fuck spent $90 in sardines? I was like, here's the thing. Of like various... Grilled mackerel, grilled, like, why grilled lobster but in also, a can. But also you're ordering them from online, from Amazon. Like, why don't you just go to the grocery store? Are you, like, averted? Why Why don't most people that? just go to the grocery store? Because they're doing other things. They're I doing suppose. other things. Also, uh, I, I didn't write this. We, we having fun today. I didn't write this on the show either. But remember, did, did a certain someone come home last night and say they got into a fight with somebody at Whole Foods? I didn't get into a fight. I got into a, a tiff. physical, okay. I got into a tiff with somebody because they were forming a queue incorrectly and it looks like they were waiting for a new line to open up. Also there's a there's a whole thing to this story. Basically at Whole Foods, yes. It deals with California laws and <laughs> Oh, yeah. it was that deep. Oh, it, it the you... rabbit hole is far far down, man. So that's another Oceans. reason why I shouldn't be grocery shopping because now you don't you making enemies down to the Whole Foods. I'm not making enemies. And also it involved it like devolved to me thinking about like how a British accent that has been incepted by like an American accent just sounds so freaking annoying, you know? Like what you know, obviously you grew up with a English accent and now you have this Americanized accent because you've been here too long and now you just sound like an annoying Karen. Like your level of Karen just increased by like a thousand fold. So all right, I'll explain the story very quickly. Basically I wait in the self checkout line. I'm gonna hang out with a friend. We're gonna watch this movie Pulse. Really great. Talk about it later. And I get some beer, except in California or specifically this Whole Foods, you can't get beer at a self-checkout line. So that deals okay. with the California law. Illinois, you could, right? It was very easy. Go to self-checkout, they check your ID, move it on. Okay. Uh, so I get out of line once I realize I have to wait in a regular line. I see a queue forming as a new person is opening up a new line. So I was like, oh, all right, I'll just walk farther down where people are other, all, other people are waiting in line. So I walk down, get into another line, and this woman... Like, I hear this woman talking behind me in this annoying, like, British slash English slash American bullshit accent. And I was like, what? So I make eye contact with her. She's like, you're rude. I was like, what? what? So you didn't cut her, but she thought you cut her. She thought I cut her because she didn't know how to form a line. She's an idiot. So I was like, I've never seen a line form there. I'm not an idiot. I'm like, I'm, I'm not rude, but you're just an idiot. And I was like, if you want justice, go work at your local food pantry. You said that to her. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Was she the only per? And I, I'm before I take sets because you know I'm, I'm team Ben all day long. But <laughs> no, no, you're not. Yes, I am. I don't want you to be. Team I am ben in all public. I am in public. I cut your ass out of the house, but I am in public. Oh, you bet your ass. Oh, okay. I will cut somebody for you. Now, when I get home, I'm cutting you. But I'm not gonna do that. Public. Okay. 
Yeah, I think I that's suppose. fair, and I would, I would, I would hope you would do the same thing to me. My only question is: Was she the only person upset, or were there others who looked no, upset as well? She was the only one that just was her. Upset. Nobody else gave you an I mean, eye roll. No, be uh, no. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, maybe, but I, my attention was so focused on her. The first person waiting in line to the new um checkout counter that was open he was fine it was Great. like him and a partner okay. or something and like i said sometimes the onus is on the whole foods employees to be like hey there's some more spots go further down but if it, nobody does that it's like it's it's a free game out here also i don't know why i even responded to her like no, i agree no one knows her oh who knows you the people listening to this podcast obviously <laughs> yes so no i oh, i was no. like why am the, I, uh, why not, am i being like why am i being rude to this person i right. was like i was like i was like there's one two three four like in a really obnoxious Ooh, voice i know that voice because you do that voice to me and i'm like oh are we getting into you it was you just very I'm immature okay. i was like wow yes. i i'm a full-grown 33 year old man with a child you know up here acting like oscar the grouch making making mortgage payments you know making funny comedy writing and reading books and enjoying my life and i'm arguing with someone very ghetto hood <laughs> well it's not it's not cute when you say it i'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah it was quite hood if you yes yeah it was ridiculous hood does not see color right hood that's great i i i like that anyway speaking of uh hood rat things and shenanigans i'm gonna get canceled on this one we oh no we we i feel like those who fuck with us, they still here, <laughs> and uh, thanks and thanks everybody else for giving us a chance. Uh, so, what's been happening in the internet streets this week? So, we have these NPC AI TikTok trends and lives. Okay, so why don't you, to us non gamers, explain on a very basic level, like to a kindergartner, what the hell an NPC is? NPC stands for non-playable character. Okay. It's a video game term. So sometimes when you play video games, you choose a character, and that's the character you play. And as you're going around in the open world or a sandbox game, you will encounter characters that are non-playable characters, and they're just there to sell you maybe a new gun or a new car or a potion, right, depending on what game you're playing. And so what will happen is you'll ask them a question, you'll have a choice, and they'll respond. And what you can do is is you ask them the same question and they give you the same response. The other thing that will happen is if you're walking around, you'll run into that character and they'll be like, ow, or hey, what's up? And they'll just repeat the same thing They're just over programmed over. to say, okay. They're, yeah, and it's sort of, it's a way to feel immersive in the video game. So uh, that is a non-playable character. So what people have been doing is making apparently a ton of money going live on TikTok is where mm. I'm seeing the majority of the popularity. Um, and I will say, I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, there's a girl named Pinky Doll. She is sort of the pioneer of this whole trend. Yeah. But there is a slight air of sex work pandering that that you have to participate in to do this trend correctly because people will send a hot dog mm. and you got to respond like, oh, glizzy. Like, so, so people like to see you almost kind of perform sex acts. It's like that's, it's, that's its real AI, popularity. It's like AI actors. Okay. So humans pretending to be AI, but playing like a live cam girl. 
yeah situation and it's it's sort of come down to a a morality debate if you will because it's this like on the one hand it's it's hard out here like people got to make money how they make it and it's kind of temporary so it's like we don't know how long this trend's gonna last might as well get in while you can but there is some level of like okay why are you just like sort of okay with essentially doing sex work on the internet or i guess is 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 how most people have been placing a value judgment on it they're like i would never i've seen a lot of commentary of like i would never stoop so low as to like you're a grown woman with a child going live and saying like oh like a cowgirl yes 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 (laughs) have you seen all of the popular ones ice cream so good i think the people who are upset are the people who don't know how to do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it well, or the things that I've a lot of the discourse that I've seen that were people angry about it is they're angry about all of the things that we've always been angry about. It's like, well, only like light skinned skinny girl, hot girls can be successful at this. Only only those with big platforms can be successful at this. It's like, yeah, okay. but you're you're free to go do. It. I've seen some other niche, more niche than this ones. I've seen like a, a hood rat NPC AI. I've seen like you know. What, what soccer so, player does it or, or whoever uh, Kev on stage made a really funny like if you were AI but you, you're saved so he's like God 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 like it's you know that's funny that's creative so creative. the way this works and how it connects to video game is that your choice in a video game you decide to give a response uh, in, with your interaction with this NPC and that response elicits a response from the NPC so your choice in this is choosing to give someone money in the form of an emoji. So the way this, the way these right. people are making money is that you spend a dollar, two dollars, you give them an emoji, and that emoji elicits the same response every single time. And so yeah. you, as the AI actor, you get to come up with your creative responses, but you are consistently doing it, and you're doing it in this sort of jilted, you know, robotic way. And that yeah. is where the acting comes in. And so there's a level of skill where you have to come up with your responses, which I respect. Yeah, that's then, funny. That's unique. And then you have to say it repeatedly. And then you also have to have really great like body work in the sense of like doing the same thing over and over, keeping yeah. the same position. Some good physical. I, mm-hmm. I think it's really funny. Yeah. Now, why is this getting popular? And I think it also comes down to this idea of humans really desiring control. There's something sort of hot where you can fool your mind into thinking I'm going to give this human money and I'm going to elicit a response from them. And that gives me some sort of a level of like puppeteering or control. I'm a, pup- yeah. I'm a puppeteer. Yeah. And so it plays with that fantasy. And then because a lot of women are doing it, it delves into this like sexual fantasy as well. Yeah. And it can feel cringy and icky. And like, it can feel ugh. cringy and icky, but you are giving money. So it's similar to like throwing money at a strip club. Right. So we can't. I, I like that analogy because we can't turn our noses up at the practice of it when we we we've done things like this for years. Just in it's been different settings. Also, but you went to the strip club and made us think about it. Remember? Yeah, I mean, I didn't make us think. I just was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, there's no unions. I'm curious of what kind of protection they provide. Right. And then also there was a whole conversation, do strip clubs need unions? Does every sort of organized work need unions? And that's its whole other conversation where 
maybe in some situations a union is needed and others it's not. And then other people will say, no, whenever there's a group of organized workers, whether it's strippers mm-hmm. or postal workers, they need a union. So you can sort of have that debate and there are great information on, on both. What I'm more interested in is specifically like this idea of sex work and people calling it sex work. Okay. Because in that way, you'd have to say like, you know, Jennifer Aniston, when she does the Pantene Pro-V commercials, she's a sex worker. She's selling sex by like dressing a certain way and flowing her hair a certain way. To a level, yeah. So sex, like these people are not performing sex acts. They're implying sexuality. And does that make them a sex worker? Well, if if that's your logical thinking, then anybody who's in like a Pantene Pro-V commercial, anybody who's selling like Dove, you know, Dove whatever lotion like you know the women like rubbing lotion on their skin like that's selling sex yeah you're right there's a hint of sexuality there so in a way we're all sex workers you know yeah when i but also when you if that's your logical thinking then that becomes disrespectful for actual sex workers because you're like well i'm I'm not actually i think there are varying levels though these people are not performing sex acts alive on tiktok right like but sex workers on like pornhub and you know, um, OnlyFans. Those people are actually performing sex acts, and their their decision to do that becomes more under fire than someone who is like, you know, glizzing. I do think that we this has this has forced us to think and evolve our definition of sex act, though, and expand it a little bit. But it's not a sex act. I don't think you can call these people. I I don't think you can call these people sex workers who are. I don't think you can call them sex workers. But I do think this whole trend has made me has pushed my definition of what a sex act is a little bit for sure. They're not like sucking dick on TikTok live, though. I know. But there's a suggestion of it that people are paying more for hot dogs versus like. Oh, and and cowgirl, or maybe hot like, dogs are just delicious. Oh, you made me ride it like a cowgirl. Yeah, like obviously. there's some suggestiveness of that. I, I I don't say I don't think I would call it sex act, but I it's I like do think I do think we need a word to call it something. Yeah, you're selling sexuality. Sex sells. Sex, but it's not a sex act. But it's what's not a sex act? What's something between acting? It's, an, it's innuendo. It's, it's sex prov. Yeah, it's sex prov. Sex it's funny. Yeah, it's also funny. It's like it's funny. Yeah. People are not looking at maybe. I mean, some people are looking at the hot dog like and like jerking off, but most people are probably just laughing. Right, but it is implied that it's like, oh, like I can see some twelve year old being like, "Look, I made her suck my dick." What? Like mm. it, it is some sort of for most people. You're like, I don't have access to this over here, so maybe this is the closest I can get. This is it's sex yeah. fantasy in some. But I, I do agree with you about people. Like, I don't think it's fair to judge people who have been doing these lives. I do think, I don't think That's that this That's so trend... funny that people are judging them. Like, oh, that, yeah, for sure. That, that tells me more about you than the people doing the lives. Yeah, well, because it is sometimes a little hard to watch a creator that, I, I'll be honest for myself, uh, there's a, a creator of mine who were, were mutual friends, and I've respected their content for a long time, and their content has been very, like, you know, storytelling and things like that. And so when I hopped on like, because if you don't know what's happening, you're kind of like, is my phone glitching? You know, you, mm. you know, us 30 plus are like, what the yeah. hell am I looking at? Like, why, why is friend just going like, <laughs> and you're like, what? And then you're like, oh, people are paying you emoji hot dogs for you to. 
And if you get six emoji hot dogs in a roll, you you have to do it six times in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll even say like six times. So it's like, I get it. Six with the X. Do I want to see my friend doing it? No. But I like, but I, I like make your money where you got to make it. I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to sit shit? down the watching not. you do 13 hours of you getting your goddess locks. I don't want to sit down and watch you do that. Right. So like, but I'm not going to knock you doing it because it, right. it, okay. it, it yeah. makes you feel That was good. a leap. That was a leap. I'm, I'm just like, saying it's like, why why judge this person? You're like, oh, that's not for no, me. No, I'm not judging. Yeah, I, I'm very like, that's not for me. And I'm not here to consume that content. But I, that doesn't mean you should stop making that content. Mm-hmm. But or, I feel uh, that way about when people post like cringy girlfriend, boyfriend content too. I'm kind of like... This is not <laughs> this this I fell down the wrong algorithm with the mm. algorithm with this shit, but like that doesn't mean y'all shouldn't be cute. Yeah. I I don't see what the big deal is. I think it's I think not, it's, it's not a big deal. I'm just saying we're talking well, people, about it. People are making it a big deal. That's oh, yeah, what I'm saying. I don't understand why people are so upset about this. I think it's interesting. I think it is playing with a human desire for control and specifically men's desire to live out a fantasy of sexual control. Right. But if men are living out that fantasy through sexual control, through like TikTok emojis and giving, you know, creators money, I think that's better than, you know, them going and pick, trying to pick up someone at the bar and treating them like shit. Here's, here's what it is. It's just so, we have never had this level of like explicitity, if that makes sense. Like we all roboting and navigating our lives do implicit things that are mm-hmm. us essentially selling our souls to the devil but we've never had people be like hey y'all i'm about to go live and if you see me yoing like a donkey that's what i'm doing so we've never just gotten that behind the curtains part of it as much you know like i'm about to go do something cringy for four hours watch me do it yeah that's like all early youtube right but we i mean I, I don't think currently, like, pe- we'll see people doing kind of cringy things, but not explaining why they're doing it You think or the cringiness of of this trend is new? I disagree. I think it's, what makes it new is the response it elicits. I think this one is kind of, it's a little more cringy than things that we've seen in the past. But, I mean, but, th- but we have seen cringe. Yeah. I do think it's a little cringy for somebody to be like, I'm about to go get paid six hot dog emojis. To act like I'm sucking dick. I mean, what's... I mean, I feel like... That's, that's a little cringy. What about... Yeah, but wonder if you're, you know, flipping hot dogs at Nathan's that's hot cringy dog too. stand and getting paid, like, <laughs> minus minimum wage for a lot of these no, people the are mon- getting... No, I understand why the girls are doing yeah, it. Yeah, you're I getting understand paid why actually the girls are equitably. doing it. You're getting paid more equitably... You are getting paid equitably. ...than flipping actual hot dogs and feeding actual hot dogs to real people because Nathan's hot dog... Like, don't give a fuck about you. Where right. your fans who... But I think we feel like this about all things. Like, it was it was the age of people being like, I'm about to go file this PPP loan and I ain't got no business. It's like, damn, you telling people you're doing it? Okay. Oh, like, yeah. that's a little cringy. You know? Mm-hmm. What is cringy? I, I've never really understood that because I, I guess I live my life in cringe. <laughs> yes, you do. Cringy is like when you're like... I don't know if I would do that, but you got it. Like, oh, so I, I it's see like, why you're doing it. It's like judgment. It's like judgy. With yeah. like um, caution, it's like yeah, funny, funny judgmental. Yeah, it's like judging, trying to not to be judgy. Cringe is like, 
Yeah, yeah I'm, it, 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 I'm I'm uncomfortable, uncomfortable watching you do this. I'm physically uncomfortable watching this, but I I see why you did it. It's breaking I'm, a, I'm, I'm a my, norm. I'm, yes, I'm a little uncomfortable with you even telling me that you're doing this for the reason you're doing it. Like you remember when I, I'm I'm gonna try to like keep it safe, but you remember when a certain someone told us about this scam that they were gonna help this other person pull, mm-hmm. and I remember yeah. being like, that is interesting <laughs> like so it's it's some level of you really gonna do that okay that yeah. it's that i guess I it's never, that in a word i don't really feel that way about anything i I'm know you like, don't oh that's i'm, you I'm do always cringe like that's shit fascinating all the time. but even if someone tells me something that breaks a cultural norm i'm like oh that's fascinating why would you do that you know that's sort yeah, of yeah yeah you're, you're a real bitch I just don't care. Okay, well, the next time something cringy happens, I'll let you know. I'm like, this is not... Or embarrassing. I get embarrassed. Embarrassed, yeah. It's a little embarrassing. Cringe. It's embarrassment with the judge. Corny. You're also. like judging that person, but you're also embarrassed by that person. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. It's corny. It's... But I, like, I, I so recognize the need to get creative with how we make money in this day and age. So I'm with it. If you got to do it, do your thing. Will you be doing it? No, I, I don't feel like putting in the work. It sounds like work, honestly. <laughs> some, it's some... hours, but well, you know what else is interesting? I think there's a break, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. I think there's a breakdown here in those who do streamer and gamer culture and those yeah. who don't. I think, and I as and as someone who does not do gamer culture, mm. does not do streaming long long format streaming culture. This is kind of th- I'm not a Twitch girl, not really. So that that to me is like this is long as hell. Like it, it's really that serious where you got to sit on this for five hours. But to streamers, they're like, wait, you made seven hundred dollars in in five hours? Like that's good. Like there's mm. a there's a difference there. Like the way that my life is set up, I cannot do anything. I, I can't I, I, I cannot think of a single task that I could do with concentration for five hours. Maybe driving. You're pretty good at driving. But even that, I need to stop. I need to take breaks. Like I, I've seen you drive five hours stop nonstop before. I know, but I'm, and that's when you're like, all right, pull over. It's my turn. Prior to your the pregnancy bladder, though. Yes. Yeah, you, you the pregnancy bladder. Pregnancy yeah. bladder. It's a mess down there. So yeah. I I can't. I've do... been seeing a lot more piss stains on your clothes. <laughs> that is not true, Benjamin James Wallace. Anyway, you're an imperfect parent. The next segment of our show is about how we parent our child. She is 15 months. That's uh, uh, somewhere 15. there. She's 15, 16 Who's months. Counting. This is our first kid. And Ben, what's going on in her world this week? Dude, I signed her up for gymnastics, and she's killing it. She's tumbling. She's rolling. She's swinging. Is it, it my question? Am I doing too much? Right? No. She's got I don't... gymnastics. She's got music lessons. She's got swim lessons. This kid is not even two years old. Yet. I don't think you're doing too much. I just, I think sometimes I personally need to mind my expectations about how they're going to be progressing in these programs. Oh yeah. Because I sit and watch swim and see her struggle a little bit every week so i'm kind of like okay we've been in swim for almost a year when am i gonna see some float float like that's what you're thinking sometimes yes especially if we skip your parents especially if we skip like a week or two and then she's really struggling i'm kind of like is this 
Is this working? No, it's just about experience. It's not about gaining a new skill. Freaking psycho. God, you're like, I'm, you're a dance mom to the core. Ben, at some point, I would like to know when she'll be able to float without you. When she's like five, maybe six. Five. Okay, well, that's six all. Years, five then years, that's what I need years. to mind my expectations. I need you to, because in my brain, I was thinking, okay, my baby's about to be a future little gymnast. Like, let's go. And then you showed me those videos where she was just in a swing. And I'm kind of like. Well, she was being dragged around. She was like in a weird swing. Like a it, swing was a re- she, it was a regular, regular swing. There were two different kinds of swings. But I will say it did get her up. It got her moving. It got her having fun. This is the first time I'm hearing this. You're disappointed there, in our child before she's two? I'm not disappointed you in... You sound disappointed. You're an imperfect parent for sure. I am. I'm not disappointed in Wild Lynn. You're disappointed in her progressive. <laughs> progression. Well, she's only, you she's sound only been crazy in as hell in she's, the terms. She's only been in gymnastics freaking, for... For a day. So that's fine. But at some point, maybe maybe it'll take a couple. Am I cringing now? It's cringy. Maybe it'll take a couple years. But I think, like I said. I'm not cringing. I just think you're ridiculous. For the payment situation, I would like to know when sis will be able to float. That's it. That's all. You want outputs. I want outputs. I want actual outputs. (laughs) Yes. You know, she's like not part of your business. She's not. No, she's a child that's learning and developing. That's not even two. She, she, we're developing fine motor skills now. She's wonderful. You're not going to see improvement until, and okay. especially your level, probably not until she's in middle school. Like, kids don't progress that kind of I just want to know, okay, realistically, if she is swimming, if, if she continues swimming from now to age five, she'll be able to float. I don't know. This is a nonsensical question. You don't question. know? I don't care. She needs so you're experience. comfortable playing for paying for five years of swim lessons and her potentially not being able to float? Yeah, because Just I get to float. spend quality time. I'm not asking her Live to be Michael present. Phelps. I'm not asking her to be Michael Phelps. I'm asking for like life-saving floating tactics. I don't know. Look it up on the internet. We'll find out. Maybe like three years. No, don't do it. Don't do it now. You, you just told me to look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Well, how do you think she's progressing? I'm just saying. I, I would don't like care to know about her progression. When can a child float? In water. My thing, my whole thing is, am I setting her what? up? Once a child is walking, usually between 12 and 18 months, is when a child can learn to float. Okay, so she's learning to float. She's not there yet. She's not 18 months. Great. We got three months. There you we go. Got some time. Are you literally using benchmarks for your child's swim development? I think it would be smart. You're to write them out? I think it would be smart to... How about this? How about I, I'm willing to be patient for everyone who says, "Oh, adopt me." This is what you'd be getting. Like we, we get those comments sometimes. Oh, please adopt me. Really? High expectations right here. So high that you wouldn't even be able to be a baby. All I'm asking is for float. <laughs> I ain't asking her to breaststroke, backstroke, <clears throat> freestyle, or what's the other one? It's breaststroke, backstroke, freestyle. You can't even name them. It's that's four your, of you have expectations. What's that fourth one, Ben? Butterfly. I ain't asking her to butterfly. I'm not even asking her to caterpillar. I'm asking when the Caterpillar's dog. Caterpillar's not a swim move. I was making a joke, Ben. Did you take swim lessons growing up? I surely did. When, when did it you start? It was on the swim team. When did you start? 
Well, my mom t- did. I'm sorry, we, we were, were you one years? We were toddlers. Were yeah, you, yeah. You were one years old? We were toddlers. You were two years old? Absolutely. You you started swim swim lessons at two years old. Yes, and that, and then we took a break, and then back in and then in middle school, I was on a swim team. So you took a break from two to middle school. Well, no, we swam in the summer pool. But every swim summer. lessons, you took a break from two to middle school. Formal swim lessons, I would say yes. You started swim lessons at two. Yeah, I'm gonna text your mom later. You should about that. You should because I, I don't. Marsha was on her shit. I know. I believe that. I just don't think. I'm just kidding. She's doing a great job. Yeah. I don't think she would choose Corroborate between that story. Yeah, I don't see your your back then in the 90s like people caring about swim lessons for a 2-year-old. I remember, you know, maybe 3rd, 4th grade. I cannot confirm if I could successfully swim, but when I was in 6th grade, I swam competitively. So she took you to a swim instructing class at 2 years old. Correct. Okay, wow, that's actually pretty cool. I got receipts. I got pictures to prove it. Sure. No, I I believe it. Yeah. Why why are you coming from Marsha? She was a great parent. No, I'm just saying that back then parents didn't do that. It's more Marsha ain't like other parents. I know. That's then. I know. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> why would I ever? Why would you assume that? All right. Oh, I'm kidding. She's doing great. I don't care if she let's, can swim. Who let's cares? move on. Yeah, I know. Let's uh, move on to. Um, I do and don't. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualified and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need indeed. Really? Yeah. Let's get it. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing about it. I have some interesting letters this week. Uh, they are short but powerful. Ooh. You want? You ready for that? Sort of like you. You're shorter. You're like what? Five one. Five three. Five three. And you're powerful. And I can swim. We ready? <laughs> we love wild and y'all should love your kids too the end dear amber and ben me and my boyfriend we live together we love each other but he blocks me on all social media <laughs> i'm not that's a great idea let me start from the top we live together we love each other, but he blocks me on all social media. Is that a sign of him cheating or just wanting his own business? No, yeah, he's cheating. Yeah, that's we're, we live in a, a day and age where if you're not connected with your partner on social media, um, yeah, something's fishy. I, I, I caution to say if it's cheating, 
specifically, but it could be something going back to our early conversation. It could be something cringy happening. Like he might be scamming people and he doesn't want you to see that he's, he is being dishonest. Yeah. There's something in some capacity. Yeah. It's, Unless you both don't have social media and are not really active. I, I don't know. Why go through that for blocking you? Yeah, that red, Blocking you is strange. And, and I would like this person to actually reach back out to me and tell me why you were blocked. Was it at some point y'all were dating, y'all were fine, and now he blocked you because you made a comment about something that he posted or some songs that he did? But I feel like if your man blocked you, He's doing something wild over there. There's got to be a very specific reason. Like, for example, um, if you're if this person was constantly posting content that you found annoying, you know. Yeah. Okay. Because going back to our early conversation, this this man. Let me. I'm just painting pie in the sky things. This man could potentially be like a porn star or something, right? Yeah. And so maybe he doesn't want his girlfriend in the comments, like messing with the fantasy or whatever. Because, but he could also have a yeah, personal but, page or something. But I don't that's know. like something you would talk about, or maybe like right. you would block him because. I, I'm trying to think of the situation where it would be appropriate. Let's do this. I what would it take for you to block me? What would it take a... for you to block me since you you cackled at the top of the list? No, I I no, I nothing would because social media. Well, first of all, it's weird because social media is sort of our business together. We have a shared business. Yeah, that's right. So I, I would not be with you and still block you. You know, the only way I would block you is if we had split. Up. Right. And it's the living together part. It's like, I, I'm glad this that this writer said that because it's like, we're clearly... It, it would be a little bit more tricky if it's like, well, we don't live together. And then I'd be like, oh, girl, y'all ain't in a relationship. But if right. you are living together and doing life with this person and they don't let you see what's going on in their social media, something is de- I'm, like this I'm is definitely me, a red flag. Let me create a scenario where this could be appropriate. Oh, please but do. They, You're they so good have, at that. They would have to recognize why they're doing it. They don't give a reason why he's blocking you. So the reason why someone would block somebody is, let's say this person is in a profession that your parents might not approve of. That could be anything. I don't know. It could even be... Let's go porn. Porn, sure. And so he, so you've agreed together to block each other so that there's no cross-pollination between the two. But that's still weird because very blah, weird. I don't know. Like if this doesn't I, make any sense. Like if you were me. a porn star, I would. I mean, you know, I love you down. I would support you. Like, well, what are we doing? You want me to do your pics? That's weird. You want, me, you want me to grease your ass? Like, what? What you want? Yeah, I don't. I so, can't. So even, I can't I think can't of a situation of where this is appropriate. So, um, yeah, maybe he's not cheating, but he's doing something. Uh, just wanting his own business. I, I there is a red flag for sure. Maybe like he knows, maybe you, I don't know, maybe he knows you get jealous or, but you would have to agree like, hey, it's like, hey, you're in a business of, we'll use porn. You're in a business of porn and I get jealous easily. So I don't want to see all the comments of people commenting on your body, but I, I don't disagree with you doing it. I just have to work through my own jealousy. So let's agree that you block me and I'm not tempted to go on your page, but that's maybe I can't. I can't think. I'm, and we like to think of ourselves as like progressive and subversive and all that, but this this is a and and I do like what you said at the second part of this. <laughs> well, this is uh, nothing, of a sentence. Well, is he nothing just, progressive? He just doesn't want you in your li- is in his he just, life. Yeah, it just he doesn't wanting, want you in his life. 
That's it, right? Go. I mean, no, you said it. That yeah, he's like, it's not about wanting his own business. He just doesn't. Well, I do think that it is important in a relationship to have your own identity and to have your own friends, to have your own things going on. Yeah, but he, you don't have access to his account you're not like right. posting things from his account right but some people but ben, you gotta understand like some people's partners be all in each other's phones you and i don't do shit like that but yeah but being be, in your phone is not like following the person on instagram i know this is this but is some people a, like will check like who, whose pictures did you like today and 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 who you've been messaging and you got some new followers i see like some people watch each other's pages like that closely yeah then you need to go to therapy and not date anybody until you figured that shit out. I would agree. You want to move on to the next one then? Yeah. I mean, something, I don't know if you're being cheated on, but he is being dishonest, dishonest with you. Some, this is a very, this is a, I, I, I need to buy a red flag to wave. This is a huge red flag. I just want to name that. I'm sorry, friend. All right, second one. This is a, a very, uh, it's a more serious one. Dear Amber and Ben, how do you tell your partner no to sex? I'm coming to the conclusion that I have a problem speaking up to my partner. Every time we have sex, I just go with it. Sometimes in my mind, I'm like, I don't even really want this, actually. Sometimes I also believe that men just need a quick nut to start off their day. What do you think? Yeah, so if I need a quick nut to start out my day, I just say hello to Mr. and Mrs. Han. <laughs> you know, if Amber's not feeling it, like, hello. Yeah. Hello, Han, my dear friend. Yeah. And also I want to say, because th this was something I learned from having brunch with friends one day. I want you to be very, very clear that your partner masturbating is not an affront on you. It has nothing to do with you. doesn't mean they don't enjoy sex with you. Unless they've like said that or they masturbate so, so much that they don't even want to have sex with you. Maybe that's a conversation later. But I remember one time I was you know, just at brunch with friends and they're like, my one friend was like, he masturbates so much. Like, I just feel like he's cheating on me. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't believe that. Like, everybody masturbates and should masturbate. So that's not. Well, everybody doesn't masturbate, though. Well, everybody should masturbate. Yes. Everybody so. should learn how to pleasure themselves, learn what they like, what they don't like. Um, so if he needs a, so that's just to the latter part of it. Like, if he needs a nut real quick to start his day, like, he can totally just masturbate. Yeah, like, um, go master, go over to the corner and masturbate. I I'll do, even put, I'll th throw some pillows at the corner for you. Yeah, I do want to address the, because it it sounds to me, and before we get like really like dark with this, this sounds consensual, but you are not being pleasured. This there there's a lack of intimacy or this, there. This doesn't sound fun. This doesn't sound fun. So I don't want people to hear this and be like, oh my god, like is he just like forcing her to do this like no she she's clearly saying like i'll do it but i don't enjoy it i just go with it i just this, go with this it. person says but sometimes in my mind like i don't really want this actually so yeah yeah i mean saying say hey I, i'm not in the mood no. i swear to god i thought you just said the same <laughs> you said say, say i'm not in the mood i was like oh same same yeah same <laughs> When Amber initiates, I'm like, oh, I'll go along with it, but I'm really not in the mood. Uh, no, just be like, hey, I'm not in the mood. And then if it if it hurts their feelings, be like, okay, we can talk about it tomorrow, but I, I need to get ready for the day. I think there are two camps, right? Camp one is I'm not in the mood. Camp two is sex with you is not pleasurable. 
So yeah. let's actually have a conversation because I, I, I honestly think I'm speculating, but typically when I talk to other women, it's the sex with this person is not pleasurable and they don't want to say anything mm. like it. And it, yeah. because it can be uncomfortable to give your partner notes on like, I like that. I don't like that. And it sucks when your partner is kind of like, yeah, but I like doing this for you. Like there are certain things where I'm like, I know you like to eat me out this way, but I will not come if you do it that way. Yeah. And that, like, so do your thing. Yeah. I like, but I was is like, this Amber, for you or for me? I like when you sit on my face, Amber doesn't like sitting on my face. I'll so do we, it. So we had to adjust that. I don't dislike sitting on your face. Yeah. I'm not going to come sitting on your face. Right. And so I was like, okay, so we have to. Yeah. You know. Cause I, you know, I like the finger and yes. the lick. Yeah. 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 This has got way too. Graphic. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Sorry, we gonna sister, the, it's we, so funny because my sister. Remember to put the explicit button. I will. My sister uh, loves. Hey, Alicia. My sister is every week is like, I've been loving the show, the new oh, format. Yeah. So it's well, so funny now that she's gonna be like, okay, and we'll okay. give it up. And we'll, we'll give it up. <clears throat> I think my mom listens to this podcast too. Oh, really? Yeah. So she's gonna hear me talk about how I don't love sitting on your face, but I'll do it. <sighs> We we all have to make sacrifices. <laughs> okay, but seriously, uh, but I think you should be able to tell your partner as far like all of your sexual preferences and things like that. Like I, I feel like no shade. We have regular conversations about stuff like that because yeah, we like, do, we want to keep having sex and it's yeah, fun. You, you guide me. You you sort of give me notes. Oh outlines. yeah. We have table meetings after the uh, the event. And the sex Before is amazing because you you are a good listener. Yeah. And I'm hoping I listen to you. Now, sometimes it's like, honestly, man, I'm not in the mood. Like, like the shower stuff, I just can't. Like, I don't want to mess up my hair. I don't want my lashes to fall out. Like, it's, it's levels to the shower for me. I think people think sex is just something that comes naturally, you know? But great sex is practice, and yeah. you can learn from professionals. So, like, reading a book on sex is, is pretty helpful. It might be, I'm curious, there's lots of great books on sex, like how to just type in like books on sex and maybe read this book with your partner or yeah, have like open conversations about sex. Yeah. It also sounds like sex in this dynamic is a, a daily thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, more power to you, but. Well, not, apparently not because they don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't want but do this but daily. that is the thing that is probably making her feel like oh this is a this is a wake up and and make coffee situation like this is you know you just wake up you hop on top of me you get your nap yes, day and it go it sounds like a morning thing like a quick like boom like ah, to start like, their day yeah yeah when in reality like sex should be like a, a bit creative and spontaneous yeah. like the i mean i'm like i'm not going to sit here and lie like we're not daily people but i feel like we have sex at least once or twice a week yeah am i tripping yeah, no, no. Yeah, okay, cool. So but that's pretty normal. Okay, I cool. think I think yeah, once or twice a week for like married couples. Yeah, if it's like a fun weekend, yeah. maybe like twice in a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Guzzle guzzle. <laughs> Let me popcorn, I, I, popcorn, popcorn. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Let me ride like a cat girl. <laughs> that is Amber pretending to be an NPC. Yes. <laughs> TikToker. I don't know. I think you should talk about it. You shouldn't feel bad about it. And and there should be no language from him saying like, I mean, sometimes I got to get my nut every day. That's mine. Then buy some hemp lotion that has a little sizzle on it. And then. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Hemp lotion can have like, a, I'm like showing with my hands. It sort of has a little um, pop rocks feel, but for the penis. 
Have you been using that? I've pop rocks on my I, penis. I don't have any pop rocks. I've I've not used pop rocks on my penis. But I've heard giving someone head with pop rocks could be like an experience. You've heard that. I've heard I've heard about it, yeah. Amber bought that's, that's uh, some early that's some early Amber yeah, Ben. Yeah, Amber bought like, went to a sex <laughs> store early Amber Ben. She bought these like sex pop rocks and it's like a little like but you can buy certain like sizzle lotion. How how do those schools. go for you? I remember, remember enjoying it. I remember ooh, like really? it was like a tingle. Yeah, um, yeah, it was okay. cool. I'm gonna buy some. I'm gonna buy some again. Order <laughs> mass order them like you do your uh, my sardines. Sardines. Maybe God. I should eat a little sardines. Suck, I suck, still suck. can't get did a little over. pop rock. Suck, suck, suck. I did try sardines. They were pretty delicious. I okay, so what the fuck is you talking about then? I don't. I I didn't know what I was talking about. Apparently. Exactly. I didn't. Exactly. I knocked it. I hadn't had sardines in a while because I used to have them. Like a, I think of them as being something on pizza, you know. Oh, like anchovies. Anchovies and sort of being disgusted by that. But I love them, I love them. oh, I want to say this also. I'm. There are. I think Ben, you talked about this on our foreplay starts at ten a.m. thing. There's also more than one way to have sex. Like. Sex, mm. I, th- I think we need to expand our in our minds what sex can mean. Does that make sense? So, like, mm. I feel like a lot of people think, of, like, oh, I had sex today. That just means penetration. Mm. When in reality, it's like, why don't y'all just one morning lay next to each other and masturbate? And, masturbate. and then the next morning, somebody gives somebody's head. And then the next morning, we do it in the kitchen. And then the next morning, so maybe maybe some variety of the sexual experiences. Yeah. Would would bring a little bit more fun to the situation, but sex should still be like fun and hot. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get you some pot rocks. Let's do it. Um. Anyway, we have come to the section of our show where we just talk about what we're reading and what we're watching. Uh, why don't you start? Because I have my book here, and I'm gonna be quoting my book. I'm reading a 900 page book. 900 pages. Woo woo! It's it's quite epic. You but. All right, how do you feel about reading anything over, like, what's your max limit of reading a book? Is that, like, over 500, 400? I think 350. 350. You did read The Cider House Rules. That was Oh, like, I loved that. That was, like, a, a pretty epic book. I like I like this book because it deals with wormholes and regeneration. It's called okay. Pandora's uh, Star by Peter F. Hamilton. But basically, people can live for, you know, infinity and after their body starts to deteriorate they can like regrow parts of their body and put their consciousness into a new body which is funny so capitalistic of this but the author explores like now jobs being like 170 years working at the same job there's a character who's a detective for for 170 years i was like of course if regeneration works we're gonna make it such a way that we lower wages and you know deferred retirement there will be no retirement companies right. will force people to work forever because we think yeah. like this beautiful technology of regeneration living forever it's like oh my god now i have to work for 900 years fuck that yeah that that's so capitalistic and <laughs> i feel like anything we do is like that now where like you'll hear some good news and then you're like oh, well how am i gonna work around this yeah it's like <sighs> i don't know Every time I think uh, there's a cool scientific idea, someone comes in and says, no, this is going to be used for the most nefarious purpose. Yeah. You know, AI, for example, like, well, you know, AI can be a wonderful tool to do wonderful things, except now, 
you know, with the actors strike, people want to put in a contract for AI that they use your likeness in perpetuity, which means basically forever as a background. So what you'll see probably in the future, depending on how the the actors strike, is you'll have AI characters based off of actors that are used in background scenes. But every time that AI character is in a background scene, the primary actor, the real physical person, is not getting any kicks, kickbacks from that. So they're using your likeness for anything. And you'll see this a lot um, with, you know, with when we do brand deals with bigger companies, they'll say, okay, you'll make this content, we'll pay you this amount of money, which is great. But now they get to use this content forever and ever, right? So if you make something really, really good for them, they can use that forever and ever. And maybe that could have potentially made you hundreds of thousands, but they only paid you, you know, 10,000 or whatever for that one video. So that's something I, I find mm. so fascinating with technology. And this is what science fiction does really well is they take this new technology. They're not really predicting the new technology so much. Yeah. Regeneration has been in sci-fi for a very long time, but they're looking at the sociological impacts yeah. that the new technology is going to have. It's like when Nisi Shaw wrote their book about a, a pandemic and predicted people would fight over toilet paper oh like, yeah, yeah way before the pandemic yeah, there was like that's what a science fiction writer does yeah you're like it. how did you predict are you a fortune teller you're like no, no this is how human writer. beings behave so this is is inevitable which is brilliant i really like what, how long ago was this book written pandora's star 2004 2004 yeah and it was talking about ai and yeah. nefarious practices of that yeah i yeah. i this is AI has been a part of the science fiction realm for a very long time, and um, well, regeneration specifically. This doesn't necessarily de deal with AI so much, just uh, regeneration, yeah, which is this idea of like never growing old. And if you never grow old, you know, companies are gonna make you work. <laughs> They're gonna, you know, fuck up your pension. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I love the book. It's good. It's so funny because I go back and forth on AI. I think we all have a daily go like. There's some AI that I like. I like when my text message like has learned how to like autofill in some of the words I say. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh thank you. Great. Yeah, yeah. Like my phone now knows machine learning to spell wild with an e on the end, even if I'm, not, if I'm not talking about her or something like that. Um, but but it. It's stealing the image and likeness of actors, and so you don't have to pay people is insane. Like well, that's no, because that technology is a good thing. That means that what you can do is you can pay these actors once, put it in the contract that every time they use their likeness, you pay them again. Oh, it's it's just the lack of pay situation. It's the lack of pay situation. So the technology itself is not wrong. It's how humans decide mm -hmm. to abuse that technology and not yeah. pay actors or the working person their due, right? So it's this technology becomes a way of, you know, cutting corners and making more money because everything is about this ever-increasing market. we got to make growth, 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 growth instead of just sustenance. Yeah. So... Uh, I hate that, but I I'm glad you're enjoying this book. Uh, what? How far into this 900 page? I'm like, I'm like 200 pages, and I bring it with me everywhere. So if you're ever having a hard time reading a book, one couple things I'm going to give you because I've read at this point thousands of books. I yeah, read you have maybe like two or three a week. Yeah. Bring the book with you everywhere you go. Just have it in your in your pocket in your in your the 900 page book. It's a paperback, so I could squeeze it, and I got big pockets. Because I'm a man. Men men get big pockets. <laughs> got it. Part got of the it. perks of wearing, yeah, ladies wearing boys' clothes. Ladies' clothes don't come with a lot of pockets. Man's yeah. clothes. Perks of being a 
being uh, a man wearing clothes wearing trying to uh say this correctly being a person of man wearing clothes okay because you can wear anybody you can, can also wear just man carry wearing a clothes. purse if you want you could oh yeah put or put it in, in a put put your book in your purse you could do that as well next thing is you need to make a page limit write out i do this all the time so i i write two numbers on a post-it i write the day and then what page i want to be done at the end of the day so um you know if Today's the 10th. I want to read 60 pages. I do 10th, 60, 11th, 120. And then I cross it off each day that I hit those marks. It's very satisfying. So put it up post. It's satisfying until a bright pink sticky was left in your white jeans. And we've taken it to the cleaners five times and it hasn't gotten the stain out. Yeah, I have to. I have these beautiful Madewell jeans that are just so sexy, and my bulge looks so good in them. And I know that's like one of the few things I admire about myself. You got a nice bulge. Thank you. I've been working <laughs> on it. How about do you, wor- a, how do you work podcast, on a bulge? You got a nice bulge. How do you work on a bulge? I don't know, but you got a nice one, baby. I don't take any medication or for it either. It's just you just you just born that way. Uh, You're uh, reading detransition. I'm still reading detransition, baby. Okay, but I read I read something. So that was Amber reaching for her book. Yes, I very smoothly. Here's the book I've been reading. I am still pushing through it. I'm on page two one two, and there's like three hundred pages in here. I think three three thirty three. I read something this week in the book that was just so profound that I wanted to bring it here. Okay, I love learning. I love learning that terms for things exist, be, but like, like I've always known that something was mm-hmm. nebulous and like had a name. Like, but I love learning. Like, oh, this is the term for that. Like, yeah, like I earlier, know this. I know this exists. Yes, yes. Uh, I see. I've seen this, and now yes. someone gives me the language, the rhetoric, and the language for it. it. Yes, like kind of like earlier, I was like, this isn't sex work, but it's not not sexual so what what is the name for that and i'm sure somebody out there is gonna be like i think amber what you're hinting at is this okay but have you ever heard of the term um queer temporality no okay so my book is uh a a very queer like the author's queer it's queer storytelling it's great um and in the book even though the book is non even though the book is fiction, obviously the characters sometimes are like one character speaking to the other character about real issues and real things that pertain to real life. So in this part of the book, one person, like you're you're one queer person in the book and you're kind of like racking your brain about like, I'm 30 years old, like I'm not married, I don't have kids, like what? Like my, my life is coming to absolutely fuck nothing. Um, and... I'm your your queer friend. Wait, can you can you just use characters' names? It's it's a little sure. weird. I sure when you're like pointing out. Okay. Person. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your name is. Uh... What's the character's name in the book? Oh, I, use... I don't know what friend was telling. The can we just make up names? Yeah, just make up a name. Okay, let's say uh, you're Tammy. No, no, no! Don't say it to me. Just a queer person tells another queer person. Yes. Okay. This, yeah. So you're, I, but I have to set the stage of like you're, you're kind of having a midlife crisis. So there's a queer person having a midlife yes, cri- crisis. Yes. Yes. Tammy's going through it. Tammy's having a crisis. Okay. And Tammy's friend Amber, that's as creative as I got in the moment. Tammy's friend Amber is basically saying like, here's why you think you're having a crisis. Okay. 
can I read that part? Yeah. And then this person's saying, like, have you ever heard of the term, like, queer temporality? And, of course, you're like, no, I haven't. Wait, What's that? you went back from, like, the individual. Yeah, what, how is that unclear, baby? Like, you're like, you're having a midlife cri- crisis, and I'm like, I know why you're having okay. a crisis. In the book? Because of, yes, in the book. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because you're having a crisis because of this thing <laughs> called queer temporality. Okay. So what is queer temp- temporality? Exactly, is what Tammy asks, to which my character says... I swear we do have books discussions. Yes. We know how to talk about books. The notion of queer temporality is the flow of time and the epochs. Is it epochs? E-P-O-C-H-S? Epochs. Epochs that add up to a queer life won't correspond. So basically, a queer life won't correspond to the timeline or even the sequence of events in straight lives. It is meaningless to compare your queer life to a heterosexual's lifeline as though they were horses in the same racetrack released from the gates at the same moment. So uh, it's saying like... And that's just for your run-of-the-mill queer. Now imagine you're trans. You have to go through at least two puberties. By age 30, the financial aides have said that you should have saved two years for retirement. But at that, by age 30, trans girls are still discovering like what lipstick shades they like. So uh, it's this, I understand. Thank you. So it's this idea that like queer people cannot compare themselves to heterosexual or straight people lives as far as where they should be on the timeline of their lives. As far as like career who they're with if they should have kids or not and so i have felt in the past even though like i'm bisexual you're bisexual but we live a presumably pretty heteronormative lifestyle right i think i have other queer friends who are dating like like i have a woman friend who dates a woman who sometimes feels like i'm 30 you're 30 but you have a kid and your life is progressing differently from mine I feel like you're moving a little bit faster than me. Or in some cases, you have a friend that's older than you and they're like, I feel like I'm behind all of my straight friends of where I should be in my life. And this book talks about like, you're 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 queer. You can't envision your life like here's your racetrack and here's this racetrack with a straight person. Mm. And y'all because y'all weren't released from the gate at the same time. Like I was, you know, fucking around with boys in high school and like some of my gay friends obviously couldn't really like, you know, just gay friends, like a gay male friend is like, well, I couldn't have a boyfriend at that time. My, my hometown is homophobic. My household was homophobic. I couldn't even have my queer awakening until college or later after. So I can't. So because we were released from the gate at different times, like I can't compare where I am on the timeline with you. I love it. Does that make sense? It does a hundred percent. So it's, it's almost been pushing my thinking this week about, not just queer temporality, but what are these other temporalities that exist? Like, you know, you were homeschooled. I wasn't. So maybe some of that social temporality for you was further pushed back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? It does. Oh, or, yeah. or it could be me being homeschooled allowed me to feel more comfortable in my own skin than probably a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. have that option, right? Yeah, because... maybe. But yeah, but this main character... Tammy is basically like I really thought at this age I would have had my life figured out like some of these straight people in my life and this other queer person is like but we're queer it, it, it literally can't work like that mm-hmm. like because we didn't even learn who we were until last Societally, week. Societally it's impossible. It's impossible yes even though society creates this huge overarching timeline right we think like you know this is the year of our lord 
2023. Right. And this is how things are. You know, it's, it's the year 2023. And you feel Why? that way because you're like, but we have apps now. Like, I don't have to hide. I don't have to be in the closet. People are more accepting, whatever. But the reality is, it's like, especially if you're trans, like, you and I experience puberty at different times. Mm-hmm. Like, two puberties, like the book said. So just finding patience with yourself because of this space where you didn't get to leave the racetrack like everybody else. At this, yeah, at that at the starting point. At the gunshot. Yeah, I don't know. That got me excited in this week thinking. Not not excited, but just like I definitely have a friend who I want to talk to this about this because that friend's always comparing how they're doing in life to like how other people around them are doing and I'm kind of like I don't I don't want to sell my Reddit from a fiction book, but it makes fiction, me think fiction gives us a reason to live. Doctors might keep us alive, but fiction gives us a reason to live. And I think this gives us more insight on what it means to be a human and a way to yeah. be more compassionate towards queer people in a way that no doctor or no like uh, nonfiction book could ever give us. You know, yeah. fic- fiction makes us feel something. It keeps us alive, you know. There's this, there's this really great um, uh, interview I, I, by a well-known actor. I'm trying to remember his name. Um, it's Oh, yeah, Kevin, um, the, the guy Hart, who... right. Not Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh, he, who, Kevin Hart's hilarious. He's great. But this is um, the guy... Uh, Bacon. From, no, 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 no. God. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. So Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke has this beautiful okay. interview where he talks about the arts and he's like, the arts really don't matter at, you know, he's baiting us. Mm-hmm. He's a, obviously a great actor until someone dies or until um, you're about to get married or until those moments in your life where you feel the most down. And it's just this beautiful uh, conversation about like how, and, and I think he's getting at how schools are cutting out the arts and how people think, you know, I'm a, I'm a construction person that's more important than an actor or a writer i'm a a doctor yeah and he's like yes until um and in this case he's talking specifically about poetry until you're looking for the words to describe that love that you lost or until that and i think when you're dealing with fiction that's it this fiction hits it in a way that no other um medium could have have done so no no doctor could have provided for you no you know, psychologist, um, this is, you know, yeah. this was fiction. And I feel like it it can feel, based on my algorithm, that queer temporality is disappearing because I can look on my phone and see a 12-year-old, like, mm-hmm. out of the closet, very happy with themselves kid. But the reality is it's like that that algorithm, I don't, I want to, I'm, I'm not following any 12-year-old. <laughs> I was like, wait. Wait, what did I just say? But, you know, you'll see young kids living their lives freely. Mm -hmm. So in your brain, you're like, wow, we've come a long way. And then you get off your phone and you're kind of like that. I think that is a false positive a bit. Like Mm -hmm. you'll feel like it's shortening, but it's not. Um, And so then I think about like there's a phenomenon statistics where we assume other people think like us. Yes. Incorrectly. Yes, 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 yes. Just if you have a belief. Of any kind, you you make the assumptions walking into a room of people that other people are more likely to share that belief. Right. And people have that fear all the time. They're like, I, I, every day I look on my phone, I see all these trans people. It's like, 
But how many do you know? Like you're maybe like there's more visible people on feeds mm-hmm. and people aren't being silent like they weren't once were. But those people have always existed. You're just you feel like everybody's trans now, but that's not true. Like when you look at like actual data and numbers, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I it, This this notion of temporality be it queer or otherwise, is just something I've been thinking about all week. Like, black girl temporality. Like, what what are the things that that made me start the race later than everybody else? Mm. Okay. Oh, the, what you were talking about was a little bit different. You're talking about that exposure does not equate with, like, equality, right? right. Just because you see something doesn't mean that what you see is, um, you know, um, omnis- uh, omnipresent right. or ubiquitous to Correct. everywhere. But because you see it once, it creates yeah. a sense. I was that refer- it is referring ubiquitous. to the false positive. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then, yeah. So, yeah, we're, uh, yes. Okay. I understand now. Yeah. yeah. But it was a cool term I learned this week and I like learning queer new... temporality. Yes. Temporality is based on our experiences. And if you have a queer experience, that temporality is going to look different than a straight experience. If you're black, your temporality is going to look different. Right. Than if you're white. Yeah, there's black temporality. There's women temporality. Like, insert marginalized group, There, there is a temporality or that exists. Or just any any sort of identity. All yeah, of or identity. Yes, 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 yes. Um, if that resonates with you, please <laughs> sound off in the comments on YouTube because I'd like to hear, especially if you're a queer person, that you're like, yes, this is exactly how I feel. I didn't even have my first partner until I was 25 or something like that. Um, anyway, I think that wraps our show, yeah? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to another another episode of Fly, Fly, Oh to Be a Fly on the Wild. I literally can't say the name of the show without singing the song. Go for it. Sing away. Anyway. It doesn't bother me. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to Fly on the Wildland, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Here goes your outro music. Have a great day. Bye, y'all. Bye. You know they're from TikTok, because those laughs keep you coming, because they're wildin' all the time. Before wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem, because they're wildin' all the time. Don't swap Squats and does a dance to please her plants and Ben reads books while serving looks. Wild is wildin' all the time. Fly, fly, oh to be a fly. Fly, fly, come and be a fly on the wall. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.